Welcome to our podcast. I'm Jess. I'm Mandy. And we are Drama Bonded, a podcast where we bond over the drama and trauma in the Bachelor multiverse and throughout Western pop culture. Hello, hello. Hi. How are things? <laughs> so before I came over, Jess asked what I was going to be wearing just because usually post on YouTube, which spoiler alert, we're not going to post on YouTube the next little bit. Yeah, no one watches. Nobody watches. And maybe, you know, if things get big, we'll try it again. Absolutely. But as of right now, you know, <laughs> we're not going to. <laughs> My response was something that matches grouchy. So I'm just feeling a little grouchy today. Yeah. How are you feeling? The exact same. <laughs> mine mine just stems from you know, a couple of weeks ago, I said that I was finding my best self by training for a weightlifting meet and then like promptly strained my hamstring no. and have not been able to train for that weightlifting meet. And I'm in fact, like, I don't know, an injured athlete's never a happy one. So I'm just sulking. And I started to get better, but then it regressed. So I just like, all hope is gone. There is no weightlifting meet. That's a, that's a legitimate reason to be grouchy. Yeah, it comes in waves. Some days I'm fine with it, and some days I just, like, I don't need hamstrings. <laughs> I'm just going to lift anyway. I don't even have a good reason. I think mine might be hormonal. Oh, that's very real. Um, So I'm glad that yours is, like, a legitimate reason, whereas mine is, you know, Joe's like, why are you grouchy? And I'm like, I just am. That's legit. And then- Life is hard. We live in like, what is it? Late stage capitalism. <laughs> Things suck, man. It's okay. You're grumpy for many reasons. Yeah. Let me list them for you. But you know when your partner asks you and you don't have a reason and it kind of makes you just feel worse because you realize you shouldn't be grouchy. Yeah. <laughs> but here we are. Well, maybe we can turn it around by the end of this podcast. Maybe. I will say that... You know, before we started this podcast, you and I were both very um, not enthused about Zach being The Bachelor. For sure. And then, you know, the first, and maybe it was because the bar was so low, but like the first few episodes, I just, you know, I was like, wow, like I'm liking him more. Um, you know, maybe I was too hard on him. You know, not my cup of tea, but I can totally see why women are attracted to him and he's a good communicator and tra la la. But man, the last couple episodes, I feel like Zach is regressing. Like I'm just getting more annoyed with him. And like, (laughs) he's just done a couple things that I have not been a fan of. For sure. Um, Before we get into it, we have a couple of shout outs. Oh, yeah. Would you like to to shout them out? Yeah. So first of all, um, one of my high school dear friends, Jillian, messaged me and said that she's been listening and she also participated in our um paradise bracket last season oh awesome that's right yeah but she messaged and she just um she just said that you know she feels super comfortable listening listening to us and there's times she wants to chime in so hell yeah thanks so much jillian we love that you listen and yeah if you're ever in salt lake we'd love to just chat with you in real life absolutely (laughs) do it so thanks for listening and then we um on our podcast data it shows you know where most of our listeners are based and there was one person from canada we don't know who this person is and we don't even know if they've actually listened more than once but shout out to the one soul in canada who has listened to our podcast I mean, let's just shout out to the whole country of Canada. Hey, we're here. Oh, Canada. We appreciate you listening to us. Yeah, we do. <laughs> but if you are still listening, hit us up. We want to know yeah. how you found us because the only people listening right now are people we know personally. So, And I don't know anybody personally in Canada. I don't think I do either. I I do know that anytime someone who is Canadian who is on The Bachelor is usually a good person. Absolutely. So love Canadians on The Bachelor. But yeah, I don't know any Canadians personally. Same. I'm sure tonight I'm going to remember that I know a Canadian. I'm going to feel really bad about it. But as of right now, um, I know no Canadians. 
Yeah, loved going to Canada. Would love to go again. Well, would you like to uh, get us into our candy review? Yeah, it was a little ho-hum today. It kind of matched our mood. So um, first of all, one of my all-time favorite random candies is Airheads. Like if I'm in the gas station, I will buy three Airheads, you know, and maybe spend $1 on them. But um, they... Um, they also have like airhead bites, which are like mini airheads, which I like. They've got a good shell on them too. So it's like, I don't know. Yeah. It's almost like you took an airhead and then you chopped it into pieces and then you took the pieces and you rolled them up into tight little balls. That's what it feels like. Yeah. And dipped them in Skittle coating. Yeah. Okay. But that's not what we tasted. Unfortunately. <laughs> Those are good. <laughs> Those are good. Try the airhead bites. There's regular and tropical flavor. Though what we tried today were airhead gummies. Yeah. And I've seen them at the store a few times, but you know, usually I want like airhead texture, not gummy texture, but I was like, hell, we'll try it. And we were just a little underwhelmed by them. Yeah. It's kind of a cute premise. They come with little airhead balloons with faces and their hats, glasses and mustaches and bow ties. Yeah. So that's, you know, an interactive candy points for that. But uh, they didn't particularly taste like airheads to me. I felt it was lacking in flavor. And we only got two teeny, teeny, tiny little sunglass green ones. And the green was the best flavor. Yeah. So I think the majority of them did not taste like airheads. But the pink ones kind of taste like strawberry airheads. And the green ones kind of taste like green apple. Watermelon. Oh, watermelon. Artificial flavors, it doesn't matter. It can be really whatever you want it to be. Yeah, but a little um, disappointed that they were lacking the airhead flavor. So, I don't know. We're a little bit ho-hum on that. Yeah. Candy matching the mood. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) All right. Jess, what did you think of this episode? Um... I felt like it was kind of a heavy episode. Um, I mean, anytime women start getting cut, three people going home at this stage is a lot. I don't know if I realized that next week was hometowns. We have got our work cut out for us next week. We've got hometowns and the women tell all. Yeah. Oof. I also read somewhere that there are 12 episodes this season. How many episodes are there normally? 11. Oh, okay. So it seems like a lot. Like we're just halfway through. Oh, wow. We have a lot ahead of us. I know. Yeah. And I noticed that they've been like kind of teasing stuff that I thought was going to happen on this episode that didn't. It's true. I was waiting, waiting, waiting for the lusty moment. Right. And it didn't come. And it's probably not coming till like. Fantasy suites. Yeah. We're like two weeks away. Minimum. Yeah, they, I guess bravo to whoever edited that because I was convinced it was happening this week. No, we didn't get it this week. Sneaky. Um, I want to ask you one question, Zach. Zach seems pretty set on thinking everywhere he goes is romantic. I guess it's because he's on like a quest for love. I guess. So I was going to ask you, what do you think makes a place romantic? Um... I guess ultimately who I'm there with, but also, you know, setting helps a lot. So I guess, you know, exploring a new city that I haven't been in um, or being on a beach or in the mountains. I wouldn't say like every city is romantic, though. Yeah, I would agree with that. Like Saul and I have done a lot of traveling, not a lot. We've done some traveling through Europe, and I just don't think I've ever like felt a sense of romance just by being there, it's been really fun to do it. And like, I'm glad that it's with him, but I don't know. Maybe this is just like the Twitter-pated part of love and everywhere Zach goes is going to be romantic because how can it not be? He's dating seven women. Well, and he is drinking the Bachelor Journey Kool-Aid. You know what I mean? He is balls deep in that narrative. Mm-hmm. So he is in it to win it and find that love story. He is. Um. And we pick up with that love story uh, with Katie's one-on-one. Big surprise. Katie and Zach are looking more and more in love. 
so in love. Though I have to laugh that when Katie's like, ask me anything. And he's like, hmm. Like, what's your favorite color? color? Yeah. Like, what's your political affiliation? How do you feel about sex before marriage? What's your credit score? How many kids do you want? Yeah. How much debt do you have? I don't know. Big questions that sort of impact. Like, do you go to church regularly? Yeah. I don't know. What the fuck your favorite color is is not the first question I would ask a potential partner when they offered up the ability to ask any question. Well, and in the preview for next week, it looks like Ariel's siblings are like, do you even know her middle name? Do you know when her birthday is? Okay. I do kind of love when families come in and are just in extreme disbelief about this whole process and ask some really good pointed questions and everybody just is like, they hate us. And it's like, no, they're just asking what every person should know about somebody they're going to marry. They're just not drinking the bachelor journey Kool-Aid. That's true. So, you know, we'll see how that goes. Um, It kind of feels like she's the one for me. Yeah, we both think that Katie's going to win it. Yeah. And I like Katie a lot. Oh, I do too. I liked her from day one. I especially liked her in the bubble bath. I thought she was hilarious. Yeah, that's pretty cute. <laughs> um, it was sad, I think, to listen to her talk about her dad. Oh, yeah, her father figures. Yeah, that was heartbreaking. Man, stories just don't stop this season. We're just going to go through the ringer of... Trauma bonding. I will say the more that everybody is sharing, you might know this better than I do, but it seems so odd to me that we're just not learning about Zach in any of this. Like he's not sharing anything about him. And I mean, I know we heard some of it last season. Um, and I was really worried that we were going to hear maybe too much about his weight loss journey or that it was going to become like too much of an anti-fat focus. And that hasn't happened, which is good, but also we just, I don't know. It's bizarre to me that Zach is insisting or it feels like he wants these, you know, everybody to open up, but then is unwilling to do that himself. It just is starting to make these moments feel even more. It could be editing. I wonder that, yeah, like how um, many, how how much of the conversation is being taken out. But the fact that we're not seeing any, you know, that that is a good point. Um, I mean, little bits. I know I opened up to Gabby a little bit, but not in any meaningful way. Yeah. So I don't know. I find that really odd, uh, which I don't know. Well, yeah, like they're sharing these really vulnerable past experiences and kind of exposing some of their, you know, biggest insecurities when it comes to entering new relationships and like all of these really heavy things. And overall, I think Zach has done a good job of supporting them and making them feel heard and seen and safe and all the words that these women are using. But yeah, like you said, it is nice in return to kind of have that person open up in return so that you guys are kind of sharing with each other and building a relationship with each other and growing with each other. Right. Just as much as Zach gets to decide, like, is this the kind of baggage that I feel comfortable carrying? You know. Yeah. What's Zach's Katie, baggage? Charity, Ariel. Gabby. And Gabby all deserve to know what Zach's baggage is and like what what that looks like for him. And I just don't get the sense that they have any idea of what that is. Like Zach is, again, being too performative, putting on the bachelor hat and not being genuine enough for anybody to really get to know him. He has this very like token, like concerned listening face. Yes. Where I kind of wish we were on YouTube right now just so like, because I'm making the face at just right now. We can post it later. <laughs> but he, it's like a concerned furrow brow. And his body language is very much consistent anytime he, like, I don't know. <laughs> it's true. And maybe I've just seen it too much this season, but I'm like, oh, God, here we go again. Well, we've seen it too much because at every turn, I just feel like the show, you know, is is really hounding these women to open up and to share just the things that have really traumatized them in the most legitimate sense of the word. And I... 
I just feel like that sort of – we touch on this, it feels like, kind of almost every week, but it feels like there should be more to them that they get to share and it doesn't all have to come from like this dark, sad place as a way of getting to know each other. Well, we know that Katie is an emergency room nurse. So like what does Katie like to do for fun outside of her work and her, you know, reliving her past traumas? Yeah, I would love to know that. What like, hobbies do these What does a have? day look like in Katie's life? Like, we know she lives in Austin. Like, where does she like to go in Austin? What does she like to do? Where are the best breakfast tacos? Like, why can't we get some, like, lighter content? Yeah, and content that I still think is going to, even if it feels lighter, you do the mundane, boring stuff with your partner. You want to know, do you go out? Do you, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah, all of are this stuff. Are you a homebody? Do you go out on the weekends? Yeah. You know, like if you're sitting down and watching TV, what are you binging? Do you cook? Oh, that's a really big one, actually. I mean, that goes both ways, just not even yeah. like as a gendered thing, but just simply of like, that's very telling about somebody's lifestyle of like, do you get a lot of meals out? Do you stay home and cook? And either way is fine, but you should like know that about each other. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of space for there to be more lighthearted, jovial conversations and I'm sad we're not getting it. And I feel like that is a product of the show really trying to build strong emotions fast and like garner sympathy. I don't know. But it, it feels like a missed opportunity to really let the women shine too. Or also if these conversations are happening and the show is choosing not to show them and only choosing to show the dramatic stuff. Yeah, well right? – we're stating for the record. We want to see more light stuff. Give us some joy. Let us relate to them on a happy level. Yeah. Joy can be a really good bonding experience too. It yeah. can be. I'm, I'm, I'm in need of some of it, especially after this. Um, I did think that they're, they're getting to take a bath alone. Oh, really quick. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Before we go. Um, so after she shares the stuff about her, um, the father figures in her life leaving, um, so Zach kind of, he comforts her, but I was wondering, you know, since we think that Katie is at the end, my question is, do you think that Zach did some sort of verbal comforting of like, you don't have to worry, like I'm not leaving? Because I think that she was sharing these stories to be like, I have issues with men, like not being stable, not being consistent, not staying in my life is kind of where yeah. I felt like she was going with it. Absolutely. And obviously that's a huge insecurity and fear for her going into this and him dating all these other women. So I felt like she was kind of being like, this is what I'm scared of. And he didn't- For very legitimate reasons. Right. And we didn't hear Zach or see Zach kind of say, I guess, anything to, to, to what's the word I'm looking for? validate validate and let her know that like she doesn't need to be worried um but i also wonder if he did and they edited it out so that i don't know do you know what i mean like that's just a question mark in my head would he have said something because she is his you know leading connection or would he, is he so deep in the game of being the bachelor that he would have like kept that close to his chest and just you know, just comforted her in a way of like still leaving her in the dark on what she can expect. Man, I feel like this can go both ways. Like I've seen it sort of play out both directions where you've got people who are really committed to following the rules and aren't going to break them in front of the cameras no matter what. And then you've got people who are like trying so hard to implore with their eyeballs and like everything. They're doing they, like Morse code blinks. Yeah. And they're just like <laughs> saying it without saying it. And it's like, read between the lines. <laughs> You're it. And I could see Zach. I mean, we already kind of know that he's really straight laced and that he's taking this really seriously. So part of me feels like that. He probably isn't yeah, giving her I that reassurance. Right. Um, Almost too seriously. Like, I mean, I guess we think that Katie's going to win. So there is that. But the way he connects with all of these women so intensely is quite interesting to me. Yeah, it is. Sorry, the bath thing. Oh, I was just going to say, that's a that's a sexy date to go into a bath alone and contrast that 
jump forward later to Brooklyn's oh public God. bath. Like, Well, first of all, they get an entire beautiful bath house. house. Gorgeous. Beautiful. And there's like, be- like this perfect intimate moment after dinner. Um, and then on Brooklyn's day, I was like, well, if I was Brooklyn, I would be like, fuck that. Like, are you kidding me? I get like a... <laughs> A public pool? <laughs> yeah, that's basically what that was. That was intense. Anyway, we'll get to both. Okay. But like, yeah, that juxtaposition of those two dates. Everybody taking baths. Um, anything else about Katie's date you want to add? No, I th- I think, you know, what's funny is in the beginning, I kind of criticized Katie for just her saying, like, I just want a good man, basically. But after her talking about her father figures, I think I have a better understanding of like why her her language and her standards are the way they are. Just I feel like I have a better understanding of where she's coming from. I and really love that you brought that back up because that's that's such a good point. And I'd actually forgotten that that was something that we were kind of like, that's too low of yeah, a bar. Like, aim higher. But she wasn't necessarily speaking romantically, just simply of she's not had any man yeah. that, you know, should have an important role in her life, show up and stick around and, you know, be there for her. So you're right. I That's such a good point. So, Katie, I hope you find a really good man. Me too. <sighs> this group date. Ooh, woof. Yeah. You know, it, I had really high hopes. Um, minor tangent. Magic can be so cool. And I want to recommend an episode of The Skeptic's Guide to the Universe. It's episode 850. And somewhere around like the 52-minute mark, they, the the rogues um, interview David Copperfield and I think Richard Wiseman. And it was just the coolest interview around magic. And one of the fun things that I learned from this interview was that magic, at least modern magic, is more the use of science and technology. And, you know, I think it was Richard Wiseman said that it's used to inspire. And I just thought that was a really cool way of thinking about magic and also that magic is science. Oh, yeah. And so kind of with that as like going into this date, I was really disappointed by this. The magic was what it was. The, The magic felt manipulative. Oh, yeah. And I hate that because, like, don't weaponize that kind of stuff. That feels against the um, the code. I don't know. Magic shouldn't be like that. And so this date was just generally really disappointing. Um, a couple points. I somebody can correct me. I have gone down a very long rabbit hole, and I am pretty sure that Budapest is not the birthplace of magic. Can we actually define the birthplace of magic? I feel that's... Well, it it does in fact depend because are you talking about magic in a sense of like even religious magic or rituals or are we talking about modern magic? Because also if we're talking about modern magic, I'm pretty sure it's like Paris, England. And the closest I could come to making a connection between Budapest and magic was Houdini was Hungarian. But he came along, he was not the, the the father of magic. Like, so I don't know why Budapest is kind of getting this shout out. Um, so yeah, I thought that was really weird. Um, feel free to research that. Let me know what you find if I'm wrong. <laughs> but I feel pretty good saying that no, it's not. And I don't know why Zach said that. As soon as they said that in the episode, I was like, that's probably not true. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> Maybe don't make such bold statements. Um, Also, that magic marker trick. (laughs) I Googled it. You can buy that marker. It's called Double Cross. Not that cool. (laughs) Sort of made me mad that like they're using that as like a fun way to be like, who does Zach have a connection with? Like, I don't know. Whoever the magician thought was hot. Like that. No, the producers definitely told him to do it, do it to, to Gabby. Gabby. I think they also told Lubick, that's his name, right? Like a lot of other stuff about everybody. 
Oh, yeah. Because then when they made them sit down and go over all of their insecurities, I just wanted to rage throw the television. This was such a weird date. Like, first of all, okay. First of all, we kind of already knew our, all of these things about the women. Right, because they've all told us. So this isn't a surprise to the audience. And yeah. it's also then not a surprise that this guy it's, knows this. It's also not a surprise to Zach. It might be a surprise to the women. Like, I don't know if, I don't know if Charity has gone into depth about her past relationships with the other women. You know, probably, but who knows? Right. Um, I don't know if Kat has told them why she feels unsure about bringing Zach home to her family. Maybe. but. Yeah, it just felt like he was kind of taking advantage of these women's insecurities and vulnerabilities and putting him out on display um, right before, you know, this is the last date before hometown. So they're already feeling like really uptight and, you know, probably stressed as hell. Yeah, this is one of those really unethical moments where it's like this guy shouldn't be doing this in this setting and weaponizing. I was particularly miffed about, um, you know, him calling Gabby out for being a confusing person. And like later, you know, she comes out and feels like she has to justify it and say that she was diagnosed with ADHD. It's something she really struggles with. And it's like, you don't need to weaponize somebody's neurodivergence as a way to question whether or not they're ready for a relationship. That just feels really icky to me. And similarly with Charity, you know, not being fully healed from the infidelity and still trying to process that. And if she's still processing it, she can't possibly be ready to have another relationship. Like, if that's true, like… Then nobody should be in a relationship. I was going to say, I like, I still have moments from my divorce that was, you know, when I was 20 years old that still come back to haunt me sometimes. Yeah. And it's been 15 years. What? Like, no. That's such bullshit. It just… It was an icky date. I feel like Zach didn't handle it well either. He just sort of sat there and like took it in and then grilled everybody later. Yeah, like, tell me how you felt about the date. <laughs> but, okay, first of all, I was annoyed that… Zach didn't have to participate. Yes. He was just like watching. Mm -hmm. And then, I yeah, I do feel like, you know, normally I feel like Zach is a little bit more comforting and understanding. But then I felt like he took what happened in the date and kind of used it against the woman to be like, so, like, is this an issue? Like, are you insecure about this like I know he didn't actually say that well, but, but he basically I mean. did to Kat yeah he was like, like well I was really shocked to hear you kind of second guess me meeting your family yeah like are there hesitations and like yes Zach there are major hesitations for Kat she already told you that she had to move out of her home as a teenager that she struggled with like a relationship with her mother and like you pointed out before we started recording we don't even know who would possibly show up for Kat. Yeah, when that could be a very loaded thing for her. Absolutely. Or if anybody would show up for her, that's that we don't know. And so for Zach to make that the point that he wanted to to sort of hang his hat on and be like, this is why we're not moving forward because your, you know, your lack of confidence makes me have no confidence feels so disingenuous and really manipulative and just like Zach should have had his own reasons for yes. wanting to end things with Kat rather than making it Kat's fault. And well, like, that's just such bullshit. And you know what makes me even more frustrated with that is I feel like Rachel did something similar to him that really hurt him. And we know that Zach is still hurt from what Rachel did to he him. He reminds us all the time. Yeah, and like, Rachel was a different person, like, tra-la-la. Well, I mean, we didn't exactly see what happened in the fantasy suite, but what we do know is that she was bringing up things like his age and his maturity and like, are you ready? And try and kind of like putting some stuff on him and putting him on the spot to be like, are you ready for this engagement? And I kind of feel like he did a similar thing to Kat. And I kind of feel like I know he only did that because he knew he was going to send her home. Yeah. It just, it was an easy way out. When it's like, I don't know. I have issues with the fact that, like, with the Jess situation, he didn't take accountability. He didn't just say, like, I'm sorry, but I have grown 
stronger connections with other people. And you and I just haven't had that time. Like, I wish he would have just taken more ownership in that moment instead of making her feel like her her insecurities were crazy or unfounded. Yeah. And the same thing with Kat. Like, she has shared these vulnerable things with him. And then he turns them around and is using them as like, like, are you, you're really not ready for this? Like, yeah. It's fair for her to be unsure given everything we know. And then after everything, she's like, I just feel so strongly about this because I do see us at the end. Like, it would have been better for Zach in that moment to just address things head on mm-hmm. and almost send her home then than to let her say all of that and comfort him in that moment only to send her home at the rose ceremony. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder, man, you always, I just, I wish, I know we bring up production a lot and I wish I, I knew what was going on, but I feel like sometimes those moments happen and it's like production makes it clear he can't send somebody home early and that they need women to eliminate at the rose ceremony. Yeah. Because wasn't she the only one who went home? Yeah. So, yeah, I just like, I hate that. I hate the way that this shakes out from time to time. And you're right. That feels like one of those where she should have just, been sent home outside of the rose ceremony. Yeah, and also we didn't have a cocktail party before the rose ceremony unless we did and they didn't show it. No, because Zach had that awkward entrance where the women were standing there looking at him, talking to Jesse outside, crying and giving him a hug. (laughs) They really just put everybody through the emotional ringer. Um, Yeah, and I thought it was really sweet that when Kat came back, Charity was like, do you feel better? And or I don't remember who asked you, but then finally they were like, how are you guys all feeling? And they all just started like Blah. confessing about how bad and insecure they felt. I was like, uh. yeah, everyone was on the struggle bus. <laughs> I just want to give you all a hug, tell you you're wonderful. You're all probably better than Zach and get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, this is bad. <laughs> This isn't your fault. This is production's fault and that stupid mentalist. Yeah. What a what a rough date. I know. And man, just like so excited about magic and then to have it go so bad. And then he didn't seem as reassuring with Gabby, but then he ends up giving her the rose. Yeah. So that was confusing. I was a little surprised by that. I really thought that it was definitely going to go to Ariel. I was too. She had some good accents of her dad oh my gosh so funny i was laughing at that that was really well done like that she her dad thinks the bachelor is an orgy i can see how somebody (laughs) of a conservative (laughs) background and like generation especially if there's any sort of like orthodox religion in play that the bachelor could seem like an orgy you know like how dare this man date 30 women And, and it is- making out with them. Like, I, I can, it's a faint line, but I kind of see it. It is ironic that on her one on one date, they went to a nudist sauna. Yeah. Uh, and she obviously wore a swimsuit, but I'm just saying that is kind of funny based on her father's <laughs> concern. <laughs> and then, yeah. It also makes sense why she's brought her parents up the couple times that she has, because it probably is going to be very awkward to. Yeah. Know that they're watching this. Also, that orange dress she was wearing. Mm-hmm. Wow. I know. I tried really hard to find that. And I found something similar on sale at Abercrombie. Surprise, surprise. But it did not have the same beautiful details. Like, in the cutout between her breasts, the, there was a, like a metal, piece. metal piece. And the one that I found didn't have that. And then I think there was some, like, lace detailing down the side of that dress. Wow. It was beautiful. Looks I also stunning. saw it. She, she looked good. Uh, I don't think that I have anything else about the group date. Do you? Um, the only random thing that I have noted was I'm really curious what all of these uh, drinks are in Budapest. It seems like everyone's just drinking lemonade. <laughs> it's a different shade. They might be. Who knows? Maybe it's like a vodka lemonade. I don't know. It's just like in wine glasses and it's very pretty. And I, I just want to know what that is. Is it like a Budapest drink? What is it? 
Drinking culture in Europe is so different than drinking culture in the U.S. Um, at least everywhere I've gone, you either get like a spirit that is like something that they drink in a local place or, you know, like limoncello or I don't know. They just drink a lot of wine. We had kind of a hard time getting mixed cocktails where like in Italy and France. Yeah. For sure. So I have to wonder like maybe it is lemonade spiked. Yeah, I was just curious. I'll see what I can find. Maybe it's delicious. It looks delicious. Well, should we talk about Greer? Yeah, for like, what, 10 seconds? Yeah. Bye-bye. <laughs> that gif of from The Simpsons of Grandpa walking in and like hanging his hat up, walking in a circle, grabbing his hat, walking right back out the door was Greer. Man, when she was like, I didn't realize I was going in to say goodbye. I was like, how did you not realize you were going in to say goodbye? Yeah. <laughs> like you have, she's so young. She's 23 too, I think. Oh, Maybe really? she's 24. Her and Jess were like some of the younger people on the show. And I wonder like, have you seen seasons of this? Like every week does in fact matter. And if you're out of the game, you know, out of courtesy, they're going to let you come back. They did that in Ari season with Mikkel. Yeah. And same thing. She like showed up and went home because you can't advance those connections. And I think Greer still was just writing a little too hard on the first impression, Rose. She really just felt like that maybe meant more than it did at this point. Which on the one hand, I can see how, you know, it's your First night on the show, you come out of a limo. It's out of all 30 women, he gives you the rose and you feel like you have this like, you know, electric first impression. And uh, I don't know. I can see the excitement, the energy, the anticipation behind that. Like I can see the ego behind that. For sure. And uh, I mean, I even knew that he was going to give her the first impression rose. And so we've talked about how weird it's been. Because I really can't think of another season where the first impression rose um, recipient has just like faded into nothing. I can. Which one? Who did Gabby give her first impression rose to? Oh, um, what's his name? I remember who it was. It's a me, Mario. Yeah. So he kind of same thing, just like faded off into oblivion. Yeah, he did try to like go for Rachel and like yeah. that was that's why I remember Mario. Yeah. Um, and Mario did kind of go stay on the show for. Well, he didn't get sick for two weeks. That's yeah. for sure. So. Um, but you're right. That is a good example where they didn't really like explore a connection past that. Um, but. So I was surprised that Greer faded. And then we had the weird Zoom interaction where Zach was very stern with her when she was just casually trying to relate to him having COVID, which was extremely bizarre. And I don't really understand why his reaction to that was the way it was. He was grouchy. Um, yeah. And then Greer gets COVID, which bad timing. But like even then, even if Greer didn't get COVID, we didn't really see it going anywhere. To me, that Zoom conversation was like the kiss of death. Absolutely. It was really shocking to me. I mean, I guess it's not because you. I, I suppose by process of elimination, you you would eliminate women that you had the least amount of connection with, and it was pretty clear at that time that Mercedes and Kylie had less of a connection with Zach than Greer. So I do somewhat understand why those two went home, but then I do just like I don't know. You're right. Why didn't he also even... send Greer home? Why? Why keep her when you've had such an awkward interaction and it's really clear that, like, you're not into her? Yeah, so then she shows up and she's telling him, like, I can totally see you meeting my family and how? I know. I had Why? so much just, like, I don't know if it was secondhand embarrassment or what, but I – was just like watching between my fingers. I was like, no, girl, girl this is, stop, you're, you're stop, reading stop. the room so wrong. Like, this is not going to make you feel any better. You are not going to convince Zach that he should keep you. 
And like, I don't know if she knew that that's what she was doing or if she just really thought because she stuck around because she had COVID that that was a good sign. I don't know. I don't know what was going on in her head, but she she did not stay. What do you know about this man that makes you think that you are in a position to take him home to meet your family? Yeah, he was a jerk. He didn't even give you the tea one-on-one, lady. Come on. Yeah. And so then hypothetically, let's say he crazily keeps you, take him to your hometown. When you introduce him to your family, like what are you telling your family about him? Tell us about your connection with this man. Yeah. What what do you know? Because they have not had any time. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I was just watching the whole thing like this is so delusional. And then she's she's sobbing and her makeup's running and she's hyperventilating. Yeah, she got real breathy and all of that. I mean, try not to like judge people too hard for crying because Lord only knows what I'm like when I'm crying. But it just I don't know. I was short on sympathy for, for Greer in the moment. I'm just hoping that she was crying a little bit more out of like embarrassment than for actually like having feelings for him. Yeah, I could definitely see that. That would make a lot of sense. I would feel that too. And that would also make me cry. Greer's definitely going to be in paradise. Greer is absolutely going to be in paradise. She will be a hot commodity in paradise, I think. Yeah. I don't know, but I felt it that way a lot. A lot of women last season and then everybody self-evicted, so. That's true. Or self-eliminated. Well, bye, Greer. Hi. Bye. I'm kind of glad she's gone. That was getting really weird to just like sporadically have this extra woman pop up where I'm like, yeah. oh, right. Greer is still here. Why? Yeah. I don't get that one. She did look really cute. She did. She's got, again, everybody's bringing it. I'm loving the fashion. Uh, anything else about the the ten second stint with Greer? My the only thing I wrote down that Zach said was I'm still trying to piece a lot of this together. Like, why? Again, you're not doing the ladies any favors by n- just not being straight with them. Like, why in this conversation are you giving Greer any reason to think that you haven't decided you're sending her home? Yeah, I have no idea. Maybe he just felt like he had to be delicate about it because she had COVID and he didn't want to come off as yeah, whatever, because she didn't go home when he had COVID. Yeah, that's fair. But still, like, okay. So. I agree. I don't know. I, I'm, that's total speculation. Um, Brooklyn's date. In the public pool. <laughs> it's a bath. That's probably rude. I know it's not a pool, you guys. It is a bath, and that is a cultural thing. And those are really cool, like, no doubt. Yeah, but of course. Just, if we had not seen Katie get a private bathhouse, I would not be so offended on behalf of Brooklyn for getting oh, a public yeah. bathhouse. Well, and it was interesting when they were talking about it at dinner. They're like, wow, we just like, you know, took a bath with all these people. And I was like, yeah, guys, it was basically like a pool. I know it's a bathhouse, but you know what I mean? It's like the same thing as if you went to a public pool. Yeah. Just the water's warmer. For sure. I don't know, the whole thing. <laughs> well, and then everybody like cheering them on to kiss. Yeah. That is my worst nightmare. I also feel like, I don't know if you've ever experienced this. I don't like, this is very personal. I don't like being in the water with people that I am intimate with, with other people around. Like I feel like it's too intimate to be in the water with somebody that oh. I have feelings for. And I... I don't know. It's no judgment on anybody else, just like a personal feeling. So when I was watching them interact in front of all of these people, it sort of just brought up the fact that like, again, I would like to be Katie in the private bathhouse. Oh, yeah. I would get sent home after a date like that if I had to do it in public because I would just be like, we need about 10 books of Mormon between us, please, (laughs) at all times. But also… You couldn't really hear their conversation very well. I also Why wondered, was this the place? I wondered that. Where were their mics? Because even in Paradise, they put those in the, the necklaces because they're all just in like nothing. So there's nothing to attach the mic to. So they give them jewelry with the mics. But I didn't see any mics. Yeah, I felt like the sound on that part of the date was really bad. Well, I watched with um, captions and they also added captions to it. It was oh. like double captioned because – they didn't pick up the sound. Yeah, that was just bad. That was a bad date. That was bad television. I wonder if something else was planned and it like fell through and they had to like. Out of desperation. We're yeah. just like, bathhouse. But that seemed like a weird, like the fact they already did it with Katie. I don't know. 
the whole thing just kind of seemed not very well planned. It's true. And we did start out with that really cool, not a hot air balloon ride. Oh, yeah. I was, what was, was that? Was that like a blimp, but not? I have no idea. Like, yeah, because it felt like there's a lot of metal and there were multiple couples. Yeah. Like, a, it's probably like a sightseeing tour. Yeah, but it was still weird. I don't think I would be cool with floating up on something like that. Oh, really? I would like it. I think it'd be fun. I don't like heights. I have decided. Um, yeah, that seemed really cool, but again, not very romantic. Yeah. You sometimes, do you ever get the feeling when you know somebody's going to go home on a date where you're just like, this is a little bit too fun or too casual for this to be? Like, they're definitely setting us up for somebody to go. Well, I do think, like, all the music and the energy on the date was, like, not, I don't know. It wasn't the love music. It was, like, the awkward music or the funny music or, I don't know. I, I could just, the vibe was, all the vibes were pointing to Brooklyn going home. Absolutely. Um, should we jump to our dinner date part? Yeah. That also was really heartbreaking. And I do feel like I've got to give Zach some credit in that moment to hear that. And yeah, be like, that's rough. I need a minute. Because when I'm- he walked away, it was so cringy. Oh. Just leaving her alone at the table. After she spilled her guts. Ugh. Like, listen, you are allowed to take time and space to process stuff. I don't want to deny know, anybody but she that. She probably knew she was going I home. know. She de- well. I think she was on the fence because there was a part where he was talking and then his language shifted and I just watched her whole face crumple. And maybe that was the moment where it was confirmed to her. I know, but the getting up, I'm like, oh. But also, I'm really glad that Zach recognized that Brooklyn has had too much and she doesn't need another man coming into her life and disappearing like that. And so at least. Yeah, him saying like, you do deserve the love that I can't give you. I mean, that's a hell of a line to break up with someone with. You know what I Absolutely. mean? Absolutely. Like, at least he had like some really thoughtful and lovely language around the reason why he couldn't give her the rose. Yeah, I think he really is affectionate towards Brooklyn and does really like her. But I think in the grand scheme of things compared to everybody else, it's probably not the level of romance. I mean, she gave him the knucks after the kiss <laughs> and I just sort of feel like – you know, it didn't it didn't end well for her in that sense. So I'm not I'm not really all that surprised. And I'm glad that Zach took what she said seriously, heard that and, you know, registered what that meant for him. Yeah. And made the right decision. And even she was really touched by what he said to her. So props. <sighs> yeah. Like a good shining Zach moment. Like he does have it in him to do these things well. I'm not sure what spurs him to do it so well sometimes and so incredibly poorly other times. That's fair. Uh, the only other thing about that date is I'm pretty sure she forgot her coat inside when he walked her out to leave. I had to rewind because I was like, it's cold because Greer came in saying it was nippy and, and it was in the nighttime. middle of the day. Yeah. And so I had to rewind and Brooklyn totally had a coat walking into that dinner and just walked right on out of there in that skimpy black dress without her coat. And like her arms wrapped around her. I was just like, oh no. I hope they got her her coat. I'm sure they did. But still. Uh, watching Sorry, Brooklyn, Brooklyn cry was, I, this, when you get this far into the season, I do start to feel more invested in everybody. And this is one, this is like maybe the only season where I've pretty much liked everybody. Yeah. And so it's getting really hard to be excited about these episodes because it's just like, man, heartbreak after heartbreak. I was, I was sad for Brooklyn and I was I sad was for Kat. And- <laughs> I will say I related to Brooklyn. So at the beginning of the day when they're riding bikes, um, <laughs> So before Joe and I dated, I hadn't really ridden a bike since I was 12. And then Joe bought me like a cheap used bike as like a total surprise. And I made him take me to a parking lot so I could practice riding a bike again. So if I was hypothetically on The Bachelor and I had never dated Joe and I got a date where I had to ride a bike, that would be me. I would be like, you know, shaken all around, probably falling over in the potholes like my heart went out to Brooklyn in that moment because I was that girl a few years ago. 
bike riding is no joke, you know, especially in Europe where there's like cobblestone and it's not smooth and it's not flat and like there's people everywhere and things and you have to avoid them and like you turn through tiny little pillars that are too close together. It's too much. It can be really overwhelming. I know how to ride a bike and I like have to really pop myself up to get on a bike in Europe. Right. And also just like doing something like that with a guy you're trying to impress. Yeah. Oh, my God. It is such a cool way to see a city, though. Yeah. I will say the one tip I have, if anybody ever goes anywhere, see if you can get a bike tour or a running tour if that's your jam. But, like, it's a really great way to, like, get out and see a city. Yeah. But presumably you're choosing to do that and you know how to ride a bike. Brooklyn's not choosing to ride a bike. No, especially (laughs) not in front of Zach. Ugh. Yeah, that was rough theme of this episode. So we have the cocktail party. Oh, we don't have a cocktail party. We don't have a cocktail party. I mean, I guess I get it because Zach at this point knows. So like why? Yeah. Why do this? And also it's like basically the same women that were at the date. Yeah. Yeah. Because everybody went on a date. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So that was, I still felt like that was the most awkward thing though. When all, everybody showed up first. They all looked phenomenal. Oh, yeah. And Charity and the blush. Oh, yeah. Wow. Katie and her shiny dresses, too, is really doing it for me. Wow. The fashion this season has been so good. I agree completely. Um, yeah, I tried to actually screenshot the, the shot of them all walking to the rose ceremony. Hulu is smarter than me, though. And does not let you take screenshots. All it showed me in the little corner, it was black with the ABC thing. It's like brilliant. I I don't know. I don't need to know. But you can't screenshot it, and I'm too, it's too bad because I thought that was a really good image of the the ladies. Uh, yeah. But then awkward that they were standing there facing the door when Zach arrived. Yeah. I hate that. Did you think Cat was going home? Yeah, I felt like Cat was going home. He did something similar um, at the beginning of this episode as he did on last week's episode that you didn't like, which was he walked Jesse through how he feels about everybody. And like he said, Gabby is funny and quirky, um, but he's not getting butterflies. And then with Katie, it was just gush, 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 like easy conversation. And then with Kat, he's like, things were off. He's like, but you know, in the Bahamas, it was romantic. And then Brooklyn, he was like, she's a firecracker. And Zach just never struck me as somebody who wants a firecracker. So (laughs) that was red flag number one. And then, you know, to out of the gate say that things were off with Kat just felt like. Yeah, but a week prior, I felt like his description of her made us feel like she was definitely in the top three. Well, and even he admitted that. But then I think she did get herself into some trouble by stealing him away. I from charity, he liked the initiative. I think so too. But here's the thing that I think can be really tricky with the show, given your limited time, is I think she was having a hard time recovering from that and not understanding why everybody was so upset with her. And I think she probably started behaving a little bit off and couldn't quite come back from it. And Zach didn't understand or have context for why she was off. And, and I know think, if you're weird with Zach, then he's like, I can't handle confrontation. See you later. Yeah, bye. <laughs> I know. <gasps> I'm sorry, but that is the pattern. It is. It absolutely is. You are spot on with that. So that's annoying. So yeah, I sort of like the, the writing was on the wall for me there with Kat and with Brooklyn at the beginning. And then, I mean, obviously Brooklyn went home on her date. And just the way that he refused to like recall the knowledge that he had around Kat's family and then hold that against her just really stuck out to me as a way of Zach wiggling his way out of a relationship and not wanting to take responsibility. And I really feel like for Zach, it could have been as simple as he just didn't know why he wasn't as into Kat anymore, but couldn't didn't feel like he could admit that. And so he felt like he had to find something and did it completely wrong. Yeah, I just like articulate that you you know, how strongly you initially felt, but that your connections with other women have surpassed your connection with Kat. Yeah, and that you're too late in the stage to meet people's families that you aren't sure about. Yeah, don't make it about her and her family. Make it about 
your own feelings and your own connections. Yep. Yeah, that was a big mistake. So Kat, uh, that was – she she seemed confused too about why though. She yeah, asked him a couple times. Be. Yeah, I agree. And it w- was really heartbreaking too about listening to her talk about, a, you know, at the end and saying how much she's tried and that I, I hate sometimes how these shows portray love as like, if you just try really hard, you can be lovable. It's like you – Yes, relationships are work. Yes, you do have to put forth effort and you do have to try. But at the same time, not at this stage and I think not at this level. And it always just builds these women up to be worthless when they when it feels like they didn't try hard enough. Like yeah. I, I just, mm, no, Kat, you didn't need to try in that moment. Zach's just not feeling it. That's not you. Which is why he needs mm. to do better at communicating that. And I guess he tried to be like, it's not you, but… He didn't even do that very eloquently. Well, or it was well. too little, too late. When you've honed in on somebody's insecurity, and then somebody like if that person starts to dig at it, that is the worst feeling to have somebody exploit that. Like because you are already so sensitive to it that the second that anybody starts to insinuate anything, it gets to you. Yeah. And I think he really dug at something deep in Cat, and that sucks. Like, I hope she's okay. I hope she is too. She would be a fun one for Paradise. I don't know if my prediction was right, but my my top four prediction was right. I didn't know it, but it was. <laughs> Not your original one, but the no, one no, no, that no, we no. reconvened yeah, on a couple weeks ago. Just the most recent, ago. like, okay, let's reassess. Who do we think it's going to be? I feel pretty good. I got three out of four. You should feel great. I got two. Yeah, pretty pumped about that. Good for you. Thanks. Ariel, really, I'm pumped that she's in the top four that's pretty cool for her she she came out of out of nowhere for me anyway i mean on the one hand i'm excited because i like ariel and so i'm looking forward to more ariel content on the other hand i'm like okay ariel you're way too cool for zach yeah um i am looking forward to him meeting her family because it looks like it'll be an interesting experience yeah zach needs to take a little bit of an emotional uh confrontation we're beating at the moment. I feel like he needs to be knocked down a few pegs. Yeah, he's been a little bit, I don't know. I've On Nick's podcast, he has referenced how Zach is drunk on Bachelor power multiple times. Oh, And I'm, yeah. I'm like, I think that's a very um, good observation. And I think maybe some of these more awkward family conversations where he doesn't have all the cards and have all the power will be good for him. Yeah. I really hate that dynamic of this show too. I do like this show, you guys. Just right now I've got some issues. Um, How much the show empowers men because even on The Bachelorette, it's the men that have to be ready to propose. And on The Bachelor, it's the men who have to be ready to propose. Yep. And I also recognize that that is how we handle things in society. I was going to (laughs) say. But I don't like it. No, I don't either. I think it's crappy. And I think it should definitely be something that two people decide mutually together and not on any one person's timeline. Like it should be a compromise or at least a mutual agreement about how things are going to go. And it's so bizarre to me that that's not the case. Well, I think the show should get rid of the engagement altogether. Yeah, I think that would be a much more compelling show. Just a dating show. Just also, like, like, see how it goes. Interesting, interesting to see if couples lasted longer. Yeah. You know, if you make it enough to get engaged, then they'll pay for the engagement ring. Yeah. Like, if you want to get engaged, you can. But also just make it totally fine if… You want to just be together and see how that goes. Right. I think that would change the path fundamentally in a few different ways. I mean, particularly I keep like at this moment, Rachel being really into Aven last season, but then when he expressed some hesitation about being engaged, but that he was still all in on Rachel and Rachel's expectation was to be engaged. And I feel like that's fair for her to have that expectation because that is what the show promotes. And I think they really push that narrative that if these men don't want to propose, it's something about you or a reflection of you not doing this process correctly. And if they would drop that, 
Rachel might have gone home with Avon and that could have been something that ended so much better for her than what happened with Tino because Tino I mean, was ready to propose. You know that Rachel was never going to end up with Avon. I don't know. She was always all in on Tino. I really liked her with Avon. I no, I she, loved Avon. I thought she was into Avon. I don't know. I, I don't. I mean, personally, I loved Avon and I liked Rachel and Avon together, but I don't think that Rachel was ever going to pick Avon. I think she was. I think she was going to pick him until she realized that he might have concerns about getting engaged and something like the 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 show compelled her to go a different direction. Interesting. I always thought it was Tino. Hmm. Like, no doubt, the whole show. Wild. I felt like it, yeah. Huh? There you go. I'm, but it's interesting that we watch the same show and come away with these, you know, different takes. Definitely. I wish you would have picked Avon. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Woo. Imagine if we had podcasted last season. <sighs> that was a rough season. I'm kind that of glad we did That was a dumpster fire. Yeah. But that would have been. Um, I love, I, you know, I love Ra- Rachel and Gabby. Um, I, but that was a really hard season to watch. Yeah. No more. No more. The tears. show didn't do them any favors. No. Show doesn't do many people favors, just for the record. Anybody thinking about going on The Bachelor, talk to Mandy and I first. <laughs> Come on the podcast. podcast. Yeah, we're going to talk you out of it <laughs> because it doesn't seem- Or we're going to give you some strategies. Yeah, we'll get the game of uh, roses involved and I don't know. <laughs> You'll win. But you might also lose if you win. I don't know. Yeah. Tricky. Winning is subjective. Subjective. Absolutely. Um, do we want to give it our drama rating? You go first this week. Dude, I'm going to give it a big fat zero. <laughs> zero? Not even a one? No. Am I allowed to do that? Am I allowed you to do a do zero? You can do whatever you want. I am just so bitter about the, the magical asshole being so rude to these women and then Zach – Using it. Using it also to, like, make decisions. I just, I rate. I think that's a low blow. I I hate that. And I didn't think that was dramatic. I just thought that was in such poor taste. So, for me, it's a zero. That's totally fine. I support your zero. I'll give it a one just because, just because. I don't know. We saw Greer do her high buy, and we lost a big, a big player, aka we did. Brooklyn. We did so. Um, yeah, our friend. I mean, Cracker not surprised, but still, you know, it's dramatic for her. Totes giving it a one, a one. We need a seven. Yeah, come on. How hard is it? Apparently, very. Well, according to Zach, nothing's going to be hard during fantasy suites. <laughs> but I'm <laughs> sorry. Um, that's it, guys. Yeah, we we don't have anything else. But thanks for coming along on this ride with us. We're sorry this wasn't a cheerier episode, but it was honest. Yeah, and I think um, we haven't really discussed this, but I think we'll be kind of combining the fantasy suites with the tell all and probably like a longer podcast how do you feel about that i like that idea so it'll probably just be one podcast about both episodes and because the schedule next week is an episode monday and an episode tuesday and we won't get to watch till tuesday and wednesday respectively if everything aligns hopefully we'll have an episode out by thursday but that one might be delayed to friday just because that's a lot of editing yeah and we all have day jobs, and while we love this, we can't afford to quit working. But we will keep you informed, absolutely, on Instagram of the schedule and yeah, drama underscore bonded. Yeah, follow us. Follow us. Also, um, again, thanks to everyone who listens. It means the world to us, and we appreciate you, and we love you. Yeah, and one quick thing. If you listen on a podcast platform that does allow you to leave reviews, if you could leave a review, we would really appreciate it because it pushes us out there a little bit more than just to people we know. 
Yeah, and if you have any friends that watch The Bachelor and you want to like, you know. Throw us a bone. We'd love that too. Absolutely. We're we're having a lot of fun and yeah, we want to rope in as many people into the fun. We want to keep having fun. Yeah, I agree. Oh, also, um, look for this on our social media. We're going to do some polls on maybe other shows you would like us to cover during the off season. So if you have any input or ideas, we would love to know what you're watching and what you would want us to talk about. Yeah. We had a thought of like maybe recapping old seasons of The Bachelor, Bachelorette that can be found easily on like Hulu uh, if anybody wanted to watch with us. But we also are always game for more reality TV and or anything dramatic. So uh, yeah, keep an eye out. Share with us. We want to know what you want to hear us talk about. Yeah, and also if you are the one that suggests it and we pick it, like maybe you should come and talk to us about it. Absolutely. You can call in. Yes. We'd love that. Be our first guest. <gasps> Imagine. <laughs> you want to be our first guest. Um, and I mean, just a side note, the drama that's going on on Vanderpump Rules right now is insane. And so if it keeps going, getting crazier and crazier i might do like a special episode on that just because it's like too much to contain in my body but um i would love that i will i will just sit and listen (laughs) you guys reality television is hot right now anyways thanks for everything guys we love you bye bye drama bonded is hosted and produced by Mandy Booth and Jessica Brumba. Our production manager and editor is Solomon Brumba. Our theme music is by Joe Waters. You can find more of his music streaming on the EP, Jupiter Daywatch. Music vocals by Mandy Booth. Graphic designer is Pigeon House.